0: Okay, Uh, while we have a few minutes left, I'd like you to take your folder out. I have a few more resources I want to go through with you. I'm going to tell you really quickly about the uh, foundation. Okay, Um, there's a page in here that says resources to help migrant foreign workers and families. There are some resources here that will help you with non-migrant kids too. It's in the middle, okay? All of you should have a list when you're teachers right next to some of these resources. I'm just gonna go through them quickly. The hotline I talked a little bit about, but there's a farm worker law directory. If you have migrant kids, they provide legal services to uh, migrant farm workers and other farm workers. Um, I wanna go down to new eyes for the needy. If you have a child that needs glasses, all you have to do is write them a letter with a prescription and they'll send you a voucher. You're on the web. This is a good service for kids, kids with I also talked about the National Directory of Community Action Agencies. Why did I put the greyhound? I use that quite a bit when I have migrant farm worker families that cars break down and they need bus transportation. Another very good organization to look up and be in touch with concerning immigration issues is the Florida Immigrant Advocacy Coalition. They have brochures in English and Spanish on what to do if you're detained. And they do workshops, and they'll update you on immigration issues. It's another good organization. So I want you to think about developing your own resource lists right, when you become teachers of resources that you can contact. And I just wanted to share a few of those with you, all right? Okay. The next page, I want to talk a little bit. This is interesting. We talked about Medicaid. This is a letter that I put in here to let you know that we've got a, we've got a six-year-old in Tipton, Georgia, it was a child of migrant, former migrant farm workers. This child has leukemia. Now this child is not documented, but it, I just found out yesterday, it doesn't really matter. Now she needs a bone marrow transplant. And I just found out from the advocate that Medicaid, regardless of whether you're documented or not documented, they consider this kind of, of blood cord marrow transplant experimental. It's not covered by Medicaid whether she's documented or not. So the doctors want $500,000 for the operation. So now what we're trying to do is find some other hospitals that might be willing to take this child for free, or at a reduced rate, we're raising funds. But my point is, is that I learned yesterday, regardless of her status, there's certain illnesses that the government does not consider either life-threatening enough or legitimate enough. I know, it's unbelievable. This child will not be able to get any government help to help with a bone marrow transplant. So I just wanted to let you know, in case you're interested in doing a fundraiser for this child or helping out. Let me tell you just a little bit about the foundation. That's this first page, okay? First page, that says, Harvest of Hope. Now, this hotline <laughs> that I told you about, the organization I work for, we set up an 800 number that migrant farm workers can call anywhere in the country. And we route the calls, so for example, in Ohio, Ohio, they talked to Gloria Vargas, who knows the resources in Ohio. Well, we've gotten about 150,000 calls in 10 years. This has been a great networking and connectivity tool for migrant farm workers. When I was working the hotline, I was, the one of, I was actually the first person to take hotline calls up in New York from other states. I was the only person that, at the time that spoke any Spanish And I found out that there was not much help. We started to get lots of calls from migrant families in need of car repairs due to breakdowns, rent, utilities, funeral expenses. But we could not use any of the federal money to provide emergency aid. So, I mentioned about my grandmother, she was a really cool woman and she was way ahead of her time. She graduated from Cornell in 1921 at a time where they wouldn't even put the pictures of the women graduates in the yearbook. And she went on to get a law degree at the University of Buffalo. And she went on to be a social worker and a teacher for many years. And we were very tight. Prior to her passing away, she mentioned I was going to inherit some money from her. And I said right then and there that I was going to set up this foundation to help out some of the hotline callers and and to set it up in in her honor. And uh, we started off with $46 in our bank account, wound up with giving out almost $600,000. Now these are the kind of things that we've given money out for. Uh, just recently, this uh, on 1029, I told you about that migrant family that's stuck in Ann Arbor. I have to contact them today. They were running low, so I sent them $300 so they could get some lodging, so they figure out what their uh, what their problem is. Um, here's one on 1022. We had a children migrant woman with children and sodas. She's working but she's struggling because her husband is about ready to be deported. Now this guy has been here 10 years. He's been a community leader. He's done a lot of things for the community. He wound up boarding a train in Syracuse to go down to a conference in DC. The Department of Homeland Security came on board as they've been doing on trains. Found out he had no social security number and they're detaining and they're deporting Whether that's fair or not, that's the reality. Okay. Now we also have some scholarship funds. We help migrant children and migrant farm workers for the college. One thing it's important to remember, children that are undocumented are entitled to a free public education. But when they graduate high school, they're not entitled to any federal or state aid. And colleges that enroll them often charge them out-of-state tuition. So we have thousands and thousands of undocumented children in this country who came here not of their own choosing they're graduating with honors and they can't afford to go to college because they can't get any federal or state aid. So we provide to, to migrant children, many of them are undocumented, and then we have uh, grant awards. Okay? How do we raise money? I beg and I plead. Um, as Ellie knows, oh well, by the way this is my good friend Ellie Rose. Say hi everyone, hi, say hi Ellie. Ellie. Ellie makes beautiful beautiful buttons like this one that we sell to raise money. Um, I have students at the University of Florida and up in New York that have done lots of different fundraisers, everything from band concerts to um, bake sales, to car washes, dog washes, and everything. Uh, there's a very popular band out of Gainesville, they're called Against Me, and they have a single that's in the top 20 on the alternative radio charts. If you look them up on the web, Against Me, you can see they're recent video, they did a benefit in Gainesville that raised $4,000. They're going to be playing in Chicago on Thanksgiving evening at a 1,300-seat arena, and the benefit, the proceeds are going to benefit the foundation. So I'm always looking for students and bands, any kind of fundraisers. We also have a coffee that's brewed, and Linda knows how good it is. This is roasted in Gainesville, and it's great, great coffee. We sell this to raise money. It's it's organic, fair trade. What I did is I put a brochure and also a holiday discount. If you're looking for a great holiday gifts to support the foundation, we do that too. We also have on the back of the expenditure report, we have about 25 different funds, including the Diana Olalde fund. We're raising money for Diana. That's the six-year-old in need of a bone marrow transplant. So if you do a fundraiser, You're welcome to designate it to any one of these funds. On Saturday, I'm going to a yard sale by University of Florida students to raise money for Diana. So um, how many of you learned something today? How many of you feel you're gonna be better advocates? Okay, good, great. I just wanna say one last thing. First of all, at any time, it doesn't matter whether it's a migrant child or a non-migrant child. If you have a child that there's a problem that you're trying to address, You're more than welcome to contact me my business card is here and i'd be glad to help and assist when you're stuck Um, especially if it comes to something like an emergency health situation my card is here Um, what a pleasure it was to meet all of you i wish you all the best of luck in your teaching i think you're going to be great teachers and i think you're going to be better advocates network 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 all right that's the key get out there let people know what you're doing you can advocate for your kids. There are people out there that want to help. But yeah, my Rotary Club did a fundraiser that raised $1,500. They had a spring fashion show and a luncheon, and Bonefish Grill donated all the, the lunches. So there are organizations out there that can help your kids. All right. How are we doing? Oh my gosh, it's 4:45. All right. Chomp, 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 chomp. <laughs> Go Gators! Okay, thank you everybody. It's a pleasure. Cheers. Please leave the calendars here, but you're welcome to take the bags. You are Will to stay in touch I with you if I will. I'll